Hello and welcome back to Grazidi Interactive Podcast. My name, as you know, is Akanksha Das and I'm a content marketer at Grazidi. In our last podcast, we discussed the age-old tale of marketing and sales alignment that uh, more often than not becomes a hurdle in an organization's overall growth. But well, that's been addressed. Today, we're going to touch base on a fresh, hot and extremely talked about subject in our part of the world, marketing attribution. And since I'm a fan of simple, this episode is called Marketing Attribution 101. Today, I've managed to get Smriti Diwan back in this seat today. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Smriti is a fantastic fellow marketer at Grazidi. Hi Smriti, glad to have you back here. Hi Akanksha, so glad to be back. Alright, let's get to it then. So I stumbled upon this quote by John Wanamaker the other day. Half my advertising is wasted, I just don't know which half. <laughs> it's freezing to the choir. I know, right? So what we mean is that justifying marketing budgets is a tale as old as time. Well, urban, corporate time at least. Marketers constantly struggle to show the direct uh, ROI on their marketing and media spend. Uh, there could be multiple factors contributing to this difficulty like um, sales-focused contracts, long sales cycles, or ineffective media spend. Well, that's what we're here for, to make your marketing attribution life easier. So measuring the impacts that campaigns, uh, conferences, or events, or channels have on revenue by assigning credit to all the successful marketing touches from a lead acquisition to closure is what marketing attribution is all about. Uh, the idea is to focus on what all goes into closing a deal, not only the vanity metrics like uh, email opens, clicks, or social media post analytics, but also the driving pipeline and revenue. The big question for marketers is, uh, what chunk of a pipeline and revenue can we attribute to marketing campaigns? Well, credit is attributed to different touch points along the customer's journey, depending on the attribution model the organization uses. Exactly. Uh, for that, let's first quickly take you through what uh, different stages or touch points does a customer journey consist of. Smriti, would you please? Definitely. So the first one is an anonymous touch. This is also the original lead source or channel where the lead first stumbles upon you. These could be search engine page results or PPC advertisements. Right. And then comes the first touch, which is the lead generation stage where a lead first becomes known to you, which could be through filling the contact us or download content forms. Then there's the middle touch. This is the stage where you nurture the lead and keep it engaged through blog posts, webinars, infographics, podcasts, and other social media posts. There could be a single touch or multiple touches between the first and last touch point where the known lead interacts with the content over time. Uh, And then there's the last touch. This is the lead conversion stage and the last interaction that a lead has with your brand before it becomes an opportunity. Now that we've covered the kind of touch points there, I think it's safe to move on to what kind of marketing attribution models there are. So, not having a model is plain and utter chaos. Akanksha, could you please take us to the first model? Gladly. Uh, The first kind of marketing attribution model is a single attribution model. 
uh, that is attributing 100% credit to one standalone marketing touchpoint. In a single touch attribution, there are two kinds of models. First touch attribution, that is assigning 100% credit to the first interaction uh, when a lead becomes known uh, to your brand. Second is a last touch attribution, that is assigning 100% credit to the last interaction, a lead conversion, if you will. The last one which we swear by is a multi-touch attribution model. In this model, credit is assigned to each touch point in a sales cycle. The single touch attribution model uh, emphasizes on um, uh, giving credit to only one chunk of the customer journey. Uh, the other stages of the customer journey are completely overlooked regardless of the impact they made on the customer. And the solution is our favorite multi-touch attribution model. Now, just deciding that a multi-touch attribution model is the way to go is not enough. The single touch attribution models are flawed but simple to understand. When you prospect across different platforms, uh, devices and through various campaigns, why shouldn't you give credit where credit is due? The devil is in the details, you see, and multi-touch attribution helps you with these details by determining the value of each customer touch point that leads to conversion. Absolutely. The ultimate goal is to figure out future spend for the acquisition of new customers. Multi-touch attribution can be regarded as a set of rules that help to give variable credit or weight to the different marketing channels that you campaign through. The six kinds of multi-touch attribution models, let's quickly go through what these are and how they function. The first one is a linear model which is also referred to as an evenly weighted attribution. It attributes the same way to each touch point along the buyer's journey, be it first, middle or the final interactions, making it the simplest model for multi-touch attribution. Right. For instance, if there were four touch points, they would each be attributed 20% of the sale. The downside to this even distribution approach is that uh, it may undervalue high impact touch points or overvalue low impact touch points. The second one is a U-shaped model, also referred to as positional attribution. This model focuses on specific touch points in the buyer cycle, mainly the first and last touches. It gives 40% uh, credit each to the first and last touch points, and the leftover 20% credit is distributed across the middle touches. The downside of this model is that it puts the first and last touches on a pedestal, uh, namely lead generation and conversion. And the middle touch points kind of lose their spotlight due to low credit assigned to them, regardless of how impactful they may have been. The next one is a W-shaped model, which is similar to the U-shaped model, but it includes an additional supremely important touch point, lead creation. It assigns 90% credit, that is 30% uh, each, the first touch, lead conversion and opportunity. The remaining 10% credit is distributed across all other touch points. There are fewer marketing interactions after a lead becomes an opportunity as uh, the sales team takes over then. The marketing departments of organizations that use the W-shaped model, uh, they often seek the freedom to attribute the actual percentages of the revenue credit since some marketing touch points are more impactful than the others. 
This way, marketing gets to meet its uh, reporting criteria. Moving on to the time decay model, which gives more credit to the interactions that happen closer to the conversion. You may think why a marketer in their right mind would choose this model. Well, B2B sales cycles are so atrociously long that earlier touch points may not necessarily be all that impactful. And these touch points closer to the conversion event receive a more uh, pronounced and deliberate recognition exhibiting that they contributed most in closing the sale. The downside of this model is that uh, the earlier touch points receive less credit uh, than they may deserve. The next one is a full path model which adds the final touch that is closure to the three touch points that a W-shaped model attributes credit to. Those touch points being first touch, lead conversion and opportunity. By the closure touch point, we mean the post-opportunity stage marketing initiatives. This model also incorporates uh, sales activities in the mix. That is, uh, even the follow-up interactions by sales teams can be measured. So 22.5% of uh, the revenue credit is allocated to each of the key touch points across all funnel stages. The remaining 10% of the credit is distributed to uh, the additional touch points that assisted in ultimately closing the sale. The last one is the custom model. This is an advanced multi-touch attribution model in which the organization has the capability to set the weighting of the model to fit their specific reporting needs. B2B marketers can assign an assorted amount of credit to touch points rather than being locked into a static model. Yeah, for instance, if you had a trade show where you know you got a bunch of really interested leads, you may want to attribute more weight to that particular touch point. It's like um, a whatever floats your boat kind of a situation. If for a particular campaign you generated more traffic through an infographic as opposed to the other touch points, you'd want to assign the proper credit to that. Uh, and Smriti, I feel that a custom model is the most sophisticated multi-touch attribution uh, model that is available. Uh, the organization may need to go through a hidden trial process to create a custom model, but it definitely would be worth it. I think by now, we've established that we totally vouch for a multi-touch attribution model. But now the question is, why do we vouch for it? Why is it better? Akanksha, care to venture? Yeah, well, Smriti, the whole purpose of using a multi-touch attribution model is to know uh, where to invest more in the future for customer acquisition. Because uh, this model divides credit to the campaigns, keywords, platforms, and uh, all the other touch points that contribute to the sale. Each stage or touch point has a unique purpose within the customer journey. Each stage needs to be credited uh, based on the unique sales cycle. You won't have the bottom of the funnel without uh, the top or the middle of the funnel. Hence, the vouching. And now, I'm going to slyly make our pitch and tell you what Graziti can do to assist. So at Graziti, we give you the liberty to determine which marketing attribution model would suit you best. It's for you to decide how much weight or credit you'd like to assign to each touch point and your wish would be our command. We'll assist you 
with whichever model you choose and provide you with the utmost accurate attribution analysis. Nicely done. Thank you. Now that we are at the end of this episode, I would like to conclude by saying that marketing attribution helps you to determine the true worth of your team and impact on the organization pipeline. Even though great things happen when you don't care who gets the credit, if you give credit where credit is due, you sure to hit the home run. You got that right. So which attribution model are you using to evaluate your campaign performance? Also, are you confused about which model best suits you? Fred not. Grazidi Interactive will answer that for you. You could reach us at www.grazidi.com or info at grazidi.com. And Sridi, thank you again for joining in today. It was an absolute pleasure as always. Just as much as it was mine. Thank you again for having me, Akansha. You're very welcome. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And please let us know your questions via comments. For now, this is Akanksha along with Smriti signing off. Be sure to stay tuned for our next podcast on another interesting insight around marketing. Until next time, ciao! ciao.